I'm Sally Kirkman and I'm here with Christina Rodenbeck. We are friends and astrologers and we're here to talk to you about the month ahead. If you want to find out more about us, my website sallykirkman.com and Christina is oxfordastrologer.com or oxfordastrology.com. Oxford Astrologer. Okay, there we go. You've got it now. (laughs) So how are we? Christina. Uh, well, we're struggling. We're struggling through uh, this Scorpio season, which has been, uh, you know, hard work, I would say, uh, with some highlights. I mean, I went to the astrological conference, which was really fun at, mm-hmm. around at Halloween. And I went, to, then I, the next week I did ghost busting in France at my haunted house, which was also mm-hmm. fun. And kind of interesting, and I think hopefully successful. Um, so yeah, but otherwise, I feel like I've been working like a dog. Mm, yeah, same. I'm same. I mean, it's it feels like this 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 month has been a grind. It's been hard. It's been hard work. It's just been too much on. Um, and my month was extremely Scorpio. Oh my lord! Um, not surprising, really, being a Scorpio, and we've got this new eclipse season underway which really started on that new moon didn't it on november the 4th uranus uranus and eclipses i think often you know they both bring the unexpected you're on the roller coaster ride of life ups and downs so my month included a death on a birthday and a funeral all very scorpio themes um and i think that's quite classic actually i mean you know scorpio is this cycle isn't it it teaches us about life, death, rebirth, renewal, that whole cycle. I mean, as you know, I was, I was eight months pregnant when my mother died, you know, talking about having both of the, the wheel of life. So profoundly there, a birth and a death. Um, I think Scorpios are often seem to be more tapped into that in a way. I mean, it'd be interesting to, to know what other Scorpios think, but it seems to be very, very true for me. So yeah, it's been intense. It's been, dramatic it's been emotional um um very real really very real and happy birthday oh yeah and I had a birthday (laughs) thank you yeah that was nice (laughs) that was was, was, I'm early Scorpio so it seems like ages ago now (laughs) I know I was just thinking actually that the conference I went to was at Halloween, but that seems like a hundred years ago now. And it's not, it's just a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So much has changed since then. Mm. Um, have you been following this uh, COP26 at all? Not a great deal. All I just, I nip on now and again, it seems to be that not a lot's going on <laughs> or if it is going on, it's going to happen in a long time from now. That's sort of what I keep reading. The expectations were low expectations were met really right (laughs) Um, yeah I thought it was like a giant um I have to say I found myself thinking very much about Neptune and Pisces during that the I I almost called it during that cosplay during that conference during the um the climate change conference Mm. because it you know I just thought of Alice in Wonderland with that pack of cards you know when she says oh you're just a pack of cards because all the politicians were dressed up as politicians acting out politicians and all the activists were dressed up as activists, you know, <laughs> acting out activists and nothing happened. Sound and fury signifying nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, yeah, that was an interesting kind of nothing happening in the middle of this mm. Scorpio month. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, just fascinating, I suppose, that it's it's taken place now because, I mean, the, the Taurus-Scorpio axis is this axis very much linked in to climate change, really, isn't it? It's the, you know, Taurus food, fertilising, producing um, the earth we walk on. And then Scorpio regeneration, this recycling. Um, I mean, it feels like, you know, with this eclipse cycle starting right now and continuing for the next two years and with Uranus, you know, the activist planet of change in Taurus, this is all becoming very urgent. So it's kind of... Don't you think that, I mean, it's becoming urgent. It's been urgent for ever. It's been urgent for decades now. And there's no sense of urgency from the people in charge. Yeah. They're still waffling around. And I think that it'll be interesting to see what happens with these eclipses because you're right, this is a, an axis that is involved with climate change. Um, and Ceres, the asteroid, actually, this has just occurred to me, that Ceres, the asteroid of, you know, to, to do with fertility or agriculture, our relationship with the Earth, mm-hmm. um, will be actually uh, hitting that eclipse point in January. Um, so the eclipse we're talking about is the one on the one I'm talking about is the one on the 19th of uh, November, that first Taurus eclipse, which is the first in this series, but we have the last of the last series to deal with in this coming month as well. Don't we? Mm. Which is in Sagittarius. Um, and speaking of Sagittarius. Mm. Yes. Sagittarians. Yay. Yay. Tigger. (laughs) I often think of Tigger just reminds me of Sagittarians, you know, that, that kind of larger than life, bounding around, um, yeah. having fun, hedonistic, causing slight chaos as well with their exuberant personalities sometimes. Um, it's an interesting sign, isn't it? Because that's, you know, I, that, I think of that and I think of the traveller, obviously, it's the explorer, the free spirit of the zodiac. But there's so much more to Sagittarius, isn't there? Like there is with its ruling planet Jupiter. Jupiter doesn't symbolize just one thing. It has these, you know, these different strands. It's also religion. And we've got Pope Francis, who's our our token Sagittarius Pope at the moment. Yeah, perfect. Um, It is perfect. Pope is a Sagittarius because that's, it's, it's a kind of global consciousness sign, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, Although there's a, you know, there's a dark side of Sagittarius. Uh, Steve Bannon, the, has just been, arrested in the States, I think. And Steve Bannon, of of course, was the person who orchestrated the sort of dark propaganda campaign, which got Donald Trump elected to office. Hmm. And he's finally being indicted. I think it's about this, the um, insurrection. Uh, But he's a client. I mean, he has a lot of, most of his clients, I think, are in Scorpio. But um, he has a son in Sagittarius. He actually he crumples around in the classic Sagittarian way. I mean, Sagittarians are not are noted for their kind of uh, casual dress sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, jeans, jeans and boots, and a you know a t shirt, a sweatshirt. That's the classic look, isn't it? Really. Um, and I think it's funny that, that he's being going down, and Brittany, another Sagittarius, is out, she's on her way out. You know, free. Yeah. Brittany is free at last. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I think that's kind of. Jupiter, you know, a Jupiter ruled sign, you know, with has these extremes. Mm. And it's also part of the eclipses, isn't it, as well? Yeah. We're at the tail end now of the Gemini Sagittarius eclipse cycle, which started in the middle of last year. 
June 2020 and completes in December 2021. And this is often what happens on these eclipses. Some people rise to prominence. Other people kind of spiral down, um, end up in trouble or, you know, kind of wiped out sometimes with eclipses. It's the real highs and lows, isn't it? So it's it's kind of classic astrology that you have one yeah. in handcuffs and the other, yay, Britney Spears is free. <laughs> well, and, and the free Britney kind of momentum behind Britney getting out of this, I want to call it the coercive control, but that's not right, out of this ridiculous legal situation. Yeah. Uh, you know, it has been during this eclipse, these eclipses in Gemini Sagittarius that it's gained more and more momentum. And finally, at the, at the end of that, we see her freed from this, um, from her it's her it's conservatorship isn't it yeah. read yeah. from the conservatorship um the other sagittarian who's kind of in the news is emmanuel macron kind mm-hmm. of he's always in the news the president of france who has uh i noticed that he's changed the color of the flag slightly they've adjusted yeah, the blue. That. What's, what's that all about do we know why mais c'est plus chic you know, i don't know <laughs> i don't know why mm. um Maybe they it looks better. It's prettier. I don't know. This is France we're talking about. Mm. Um, yeah. It needs to be the right shade of blue. Yeah. <laughs> shade of blue is a little bit off. Yeah. <laughs> Not aesthetically pleasing to the eye. Well, yeah, I suppose it's, it seems a very French presidential yeah. thing to do. <laughs> he's in a lot. He's having difficulties. I mean, he's at 29 degrees Sagittarius, his son, which is okay. always, you know, when you have a placement at 29 degrees, that's interesting. You know, any planet there, your son there means, you know, he is very, he has the Sagittarian thing of, of like talking a lot. Mm. He's, you know, people say that he just, you know, his speech is gone. He talks too much. He talks a lot. Um, he's got a. He's having difficulty because the far right is making such a huge inroads in France at the moment, mm-hmm. and they've got an election coming up and whatever. Right. So, you know, he, that's that's where he is sort of, and it, that's a kind of liminal. It's an interesting place for the son of a president because it's kind of a liminal space. The twenty ninth degree mm. so is it? It's tipping over into Capricorn. Mm. Mm. Um, so in fact, he spent most of his life with his progress, uh, with the first thirty years of his life with the progress on actually in Capricorn. Yeah, yeah, he has. And of course, there he is, president, power, blah blah blah. Very young president. Mm. Mm. No, it fits beautifully. So I mean, yeah, it is. It's an interesting. It's an interesting sign, Sagittarius. And there is also, you know, when you were talking a little bit, because um, we've got the sun goes into Sagittarius on. Uh, the 22nd, I think, isn't it? 22nd of November. And then Mercury follows swiftly behind this time on the yeah. 24th. So they're kind of hand in hand. Um, and if you think of Mercury and Sagittarius, there is, Mercury doesn't like to be in Sagittarius because there is this, um, you know, it's just everything out there, isn't there? There's this, you can put over on the front or too much. <laughs> it's kind of, there's this exuberance, over-enthusiastic, overconfidence, you know. It, it can turn into arrogance, can't it? Pompousness almost when it's when it's when it's too much. And that is again this flip side, I suppose, of Sagittarius. Yeah. And actually speaking of some of the people we've just mentioned, I would say the thing about Bannon and Macron that they share, one of the things they share, the characteristics they share is arrogance. Mm-hmm. Um that's they're constantly being called arrogant by the press. Um Okay, so shall we talk about the month ahead then? Uh, yes. What's coming up from 
20, it's the Sagittarius season is 22nd of November this year to 22nd of December. Is that right? Is that when it changes? 20, yeah, I think it's the 21st of December, traditionally the solstice. I don't know exactly when the sun moves yeah. into Capricorn. But yeah, it's, um, and, you know, Sagittarius, again, one of the mutable signs. So it kind of closes a season, doesn't it? There's this sort of yeah. ending about it, ready for the the new beginning in a way on the solstice um, when the sun enters Capricorn. So I think, I mean, we've got the sun, Mercury, as I said, joins the sun. So, and they make a conjunction um, at the end of November on the, I think it's the 29th. um, On the 29th. So, so they're going in together. So this does create this sort of quickness to Sagittarius season. I noticed that Mars, you know, Mars will also join them sort of mid-December. So there's this, when you get the Sun, Mercury, and Mars together, there's this speed. Things speed up. There's you can get there's um you can get things done. Actually, there's a lot to talk about, a lot to do in a way. So it's a quick it's a quick start to Sagittarius season. Um, so those Sagittarians are probably going to be very lively out there, have a lot to say during, <laughs> during the last last week of November. I think it's going to be going to be busy. Well, yeah, I mean, it's important to remember that Mars is still in Scorpio, though, until mm-hmm. December 13th. Yeah. So there's still a lot of Scorpio energy because that's Scorpio's ruler. And, um, you know, it's powerful in Scorpio. And Mars is like, you know, it's making, it, you know, makes a uh, interesting sextile with Pluto, the other ruler of Scorpio on the 6th of December. So there's there's still this powerful and I, one of the things about Mars in Scorpio that I think is great is this regenerative energy. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about how Mars is about recycling. It's true. It's about regeneration. And with Mars there, that particular hot, fiery energy, that is real regeneration. It's also cutting out the crap. Mm. You know, that's still an ongoing theme as, as you say, Mercury and the sun are charging forward in um, Sagittarius. I think it's very social. I mean, the other thing, said about Sagittarians is that it's a social sign. It's a very, you know, it's a sign that of hospitality. And so it's nice that it's going to, that we have this season of feasting, especially well in the States it's Thanksgiving, but in other parts of the world as well, we have a season of feasting leading up to Christmas, the great feast, um, which is a Sagittarian time of year. You know, there's no one more Sagittarian than Santa Claus, you know? Um, And of course he's, busy telling his little elves what to do and feeding the reindeer their last little whatevers. Um, and it's the, everything's, you know, we're getting ready for that great feast. Um, yeah, it's very, it's, it's, and it's, I think, well, the I mean, Leo has it as well. Maybe Aries not so much, but Leo and Sagittarius, they are incredibly their best generous Yes, yeah. there's this charitable nature. They they want to give. They want to make other people happy. They want to treat people, and they want to bring the best of things to other people. Yeah. Um, you know, and it is. And fire is again. I think we've been lacking fire a little bit in the. We've had these periods in the year when there's been no planets in fire. You know, and fire is joy. It's, yeah. it's playful. Um, you know, it's spontaneous. It's that love of life. So I think it's really good news that we're moving into to Sagittarius season, but particularly probably for the fire signs, um, yeah. you know, Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. Make, make the most of this, you know, play, be convivial, get together, do things you love. And um, I say I think it's great for everybody because, as you say, we haven't had enough fire this year. 
Mm. And actually, Mars will then go into Sagittarius whenever it is the 13th, and then it'll stay there right through Christmas. Yeah. So that's really nice This in this hospitable, generous, fun-loving party sign. You know, I mean, there's the dark side, as we discussed, but, the, you know, this outgoing, this idea that, you know, life is there to be grabbed. That's a Sagittarian idea. That's why it's associated with travel and exploration and looking into things and curiosity. Um, I think for, you know, obviously when the sun goes into Sagittarius and Mercury and eventually Mars, this is important for Geminis as well, because it's your partnership sign, you know, that gives the whole thing a big push of energy. Um, and actually thinking about it for, for uh, Pisces, you know, this is across the top of your chart. Yeah, it's career vocation for Pisces. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. kind of getting yourself seen and noticed, isn't it? It's becoming an influencer, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if only, except it's going to be Mars, you know. And Mars sometimes across the top of your chart can be <laughs> good or bad. It can well, be. Uh, it can be one depends on other things in the chart, but it can mean yeah. that you're, you have a big boost or you have to, a lot to do. Yeah. To do. Or, or you can end up in some kind of competitive situation where you're getting quite a lot of aggro. Wherever yeah. Mars goes, there's always the potential for aggro, isn't there? There always is. Or someone who's just being someone who's bullying yeah. you. Mm. Yeah. Pushing you around. I mean, I have had quite a lot of, you know, I, you know, when it goes through your seventh, which is, you know, it has, it's still there for Taurus. Um, it, you know, when it's opposite your sun sign, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that'll be at the moment for Taurus and then it'll be for Gemini later. Um, it can mean that someone is actually really picking a fight with you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I, I've had quite a few clients with that literally recently or who, you know, that you end up in a court case, you know. Um, so there is a downside. The upside is it's about passion. So maybe just someone's passionately in love with you. Yeah, um, that's the best way it can turn yeah. out, isn't it, really? <laughs> or you've got someone who's your cheerleader cheering you on. Come on, we can do this. You don't have to give up. <laughs> Keep going. Um, so where are we? We, uh, You know, we're also coming up to, we're coming up to the next eclipse, aren't we? Yeah, which yeah, we are. The the it's the final eclipse of the Gemini Sagittarius cycle, which is in in a solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an ending as well as a beginning. This eclipse It's the end of a cycle. Also, eclipses have that theme of a door closing for a new door to open. Um, I I kind of you know I liked it as an eclipse. I t- I mean considering this month when we had the new moon opposite Uranus and this powerful lunar eclipse in Mm. Scorpio Taurus, which has been really sort of intense and dramatic. Mm. It's more of a sense of, um, I don't know, a leap for freedom or, you know, having faith with this, with this eclipse. It's a sort of powerful end to the cycle in a way. Be interesting to see what happens on or around it for the Sagittarians actually as well. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I think back to the Ben and Brittany, opposite you know opposite mm. happening she's free he's he's being banged up possibly mm. anyway he's been indicted mm. and you were saying a leap for freedom um you know i think it is partly about freedom or not freedom and that's a classic astrological um polarity isn't it is that you have you say you know sometimes when you look at a chart you say well you know this could go 
either you're going to be free or you're going to go into go to jail, you know, and and that's literally and that. uh, So and also this shows, I think, the way that eclipses can work in advance. We can see the eclipse coming. Um, So it's not just like what happens on that day. It, 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 uh, It flavors the time around it, especially if it's hitting your chart, if that's an important point in your chart. Yeah, it's and this one's at twelve Sagittarius actually. Yeah, so if um, you have anything twelve, uh, especially in the mutable signs, that's Sagittarius, Gemini, Pisces, Virgo. Yeah, and it's definitely going to be having some resonating in your chart in some way. Mm. And also, I think what's important with this final eclipse is that the, um, <sighs> you know, the nodes are always the karmic nodes are pulled into the eclipse cycle, and they only change star sign actually in mid-January. I think the true node moves yeah. on. So, you know, there's, it's not just about what's happening on December the 4th. It's there's this sort of ripple effect. Um, and I think that's often the case with eclipses. You don't, you don't see sometimes what's happened because the shadow falls. But, but it's only a while afterwards that, that you realise what's going on and then you need to try and either take advantage or deal with it. There's always this hidden flavour to eclipses. And it's not great either, I think, to launch something on an eclipse date i would never do that wait and see what happens yeah. um because it's a time often when the situation can shift and also i mean there's the question when we talk about time we can become very uh linear about time you know that, that things happen in a straight line <clears throat> and actually eclipses maybe time doesn't work like that uh eclipses have a ripple effect before the eclipse and after the eclipse, which is a really, uh, which makes you think about does you know, is time a straight line? I certainly don't think so. Or is time a spiral yeah. or is it two spirals? Is it like a kind of uh, helix? How does it work? Mm. So that ripple effect, or is it all happening all at once? Um, we're getting very cosmic now. Well, we're getting into Sagittarius season and this is the sign <laughs> of big ideas, right? Yeah, yeah. all at once but what i can't what we can say as astrologers is that that effect of the eclipse the ripple effect is rippling that forwards and rippling backwards and who knows maybe it's rippling sideways as well yeah. um so back to the britney thing you know this is already that eclipse that we're talking about yeah. um for her yeah interesting uh, interesting so yeah it's an important eclipse to notice i mean and I mean, you probably, whatever sign you are, whatever star sign, you, you should already be aware of what this is about because this is the yeah. end of the eclipse cycle. It started in the middle of last year. So it, for Virgo in particular, actually for Virgo and Gemini, I would say, because Mercury is pulled into it, it sits next to the sun and moon. For Virgo, this is about, it's about your home. It's about family. It's past. It's about that, um, you know, the cycle that leads from the past to the future. That's where these changes are. That's where these shifts are. And it can be a really important um, eclipse cycle. You know, you move home or um, you lose someone dear to you or you change career path or you see your future differently. It's a really uh, quite pivotal. And then for Gemini as well, this is, you know, it's been another important eclipse cycle because it's first house, seventh house. It's about you, how you see yourself. It's about your relationships. And sometimes your attitude changes, your identity changes in some way, and that shifts your relationships or your partner changes. And that shifts how you see yourself, how you see the relationship. So, I mean, uh, these sort of 
whatever the theme's been, whatever the areas of life have been triggered, you should already be aware of it. Um, and this kind of solar eclipse could be um, some definitive form of, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm saying. This is where I'm moving now, um, mm-hmm. leading you into the new year, which is an ideal time to be doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, so, so I mean, the other people that it's important for are well, actually it affects everyone. These eclipses do more or less. Um, so, but for fire signs, you know, for for Aries, this is maybe that you're finishing some kind of course, you're finishing some course of study that you started eighteen months ago. You're looking at a new direction that you're interested in, um, and also, you know, for Leos. Maybe you had an affair that lasted those 18 months. I hope so. That would be marvelous. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, or maybe you found some new thing that gave you pleasure or something it, something to do with your creativity, probably, and self-expression. Um, or it could be kids, actually, for Leo's. It might have been yeah. your, I mean, I'm just thinking, actually, in a really simple way that, you know, my partner is, Leo, double Leo, Leo with Leo rising. And our our daughter has, has uh, you know, she's left home. She's gone to university. And that's obviously an eclipse thing. But it's taken, it's been over this period, this 18-month period, and it's definitive mm. now. Mm. Um, yeah. So it, it's, something, it's something like that, you know, somewhere in your life there is a life shift. Mm. Um. You know, I'm also thinking, you know, the 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 idea of the um, of an area of interest opening up or closing is, of course, it's important, um, you know, for Aries, but it's also been it may have been important maybe for Libra too, mm-hmm. uh, an area of interest or something that you've been uh, intellectually or uh, mm-hmm. focusing on or teaching thing, maybe finishing. Or you may now have made that shift. So now you know this is what you're going to be doing. Yeah. I mean, that fits really, bro. I know. Well, yeah. it, it's it's kind of like a new beginning, actually. Yeah. It's, it's a new future chapter. Yeah. You know, a lot of kind of struggle and not giving up. Because <laughs> sometimes eclipses, you know, they they want you to dig deep, not giving up. Her new beginning is coming, opening up a new course. Um, so, yeah. 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 Your daughter is now definitely doing her course, right? And she actually, she's had the la- over the last eighteen months. It's been off and on. Ha- is it going to happen? Is she going to get in? Whatever. Now she's definitely in. Yeah, she's and there's been a switch, there's been a switch of courses along the way. She got offered one, not the one she wanted. Then the one she wanted came. So you know, she's been very involved in that. So for Libra and Aries, I imagine because mm-hmm. it is you know this is the educational axis. It's the axis of learning and knowledge in a way, isn't it? Um, for both those star signs, that that may have been the sort of theme that's been going on. And the switching switcheroo is now stopped, should be fairly settled. And the switcheroo now is moving on to this Taurus and Scorpio stuff in our lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, I, you know, one of the things about eclipses is I kind of like them because what they do is they uh, – uh, they make things evolve more quickly. You know, they make that part of your life evolve more quickly so that you move forward and th- and change happens, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you're stuck in somewhere area, you know, when the eclipses come, it unsticks things. Yeah. I think it a lot depends 
how much you like change and how much you don't. And, you know, it's kind of. Yeah, I am a mutable person. I, you know. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm fixed. That's why we have to. That's why, why this conversation is good, isn't it? You've got the fixed person and the mutable person. Yeah. But having said that, you know, what I, what's been happening this this past month with real difficult stuff, and maybe this is speaking as a Scorpio, you know, there's something about difficult stuff, the dark side of life, that really makes me feel like I'm living, if that makes sense, because yeah. intensity. It's like, yeah. right, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of life here. How am I going to respond to this? Yeah, and it's emotional, and yeah, there's pain. But it's kind of that's part of dealing with the dark side of life brings intensity. And it's sometimes during those periods that we learn the most. So yeah, again, the eclipses, this is this is, you know, it's not easy stuff by any means often. But boy, you know, we're really engaging with life, all of it, life, light and dark, the whole cycle, the whole wheel. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I was, <laughs> I meant to mention this at the beginning, but what I've been doing, the other thing I've been doing in Scorpio season is I have been watching Breaking Bad. Um, have you, have you watched that? Not yet. No, on my list. <laughs> yeah. Put it on your list, but maybe, you know, prepare yourself. It's, okay. dark. it's very, okay. very, it's a Scorpio experience. It's Faustian, you know, it's about a man who makes a pact with the devil essentially and descends into, you know, creates a hell. Um, and it's, it's very, very good. It's very well acted. Uh, you know, it's all in the title, Breaking Bad. Uh, but it made me, when you were saying that you really live when you are experiencing the darkness, that's such a Scorpio thing to say. No, I'm aware of that. <laughs> um, but it, it's true. I mean, that's why there's so much drama that is based on difficulty. You know, if you don't have difficulty, you don't have a play, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have obstacles, you don't have a story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we just watched Hamlet last night as well. My daughter's doing, my other daughter's doing Hamlet for school. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, pretty much breaking bad. You know, things go yeah. wrong. <laughs> they go from bad to worse <laughs> yeah. through a series of bad choices. But there's the drama. And that's why drama is cathartic for the rest of us, isn't it? Yeah. And Shakespeare knew all about that, didn't he? I mean, yeah. really, it's, you know. Tragic comedies, <laughs> the tragic side of life, the comedic side of life, both. Okay, We're, we, we've kind of veered. Where are we now? We on the- I, well, we've got this really powerful eclipse coming up, but I kind of wonder whether we need to, because also, you know, immediately I'm thinking of the Venus, what Venus is doing. I think we need to talk about Venus, don't you? And then we've got the full moon as well. But such an important time for Venus planet of love money moved into Capricorn on November the 5th and won't leave Capricorn until March 2023 which already tells us that Venus is slowing down and will be turning retrograde during this month right at the end of it she turns retrograde on the 19th and she does it conjunct Pluto so we're back in (laughs) almost back in Scorpio territory a little bit you know intense obsessive my lord Capricorns you know if you're involved in some kind of affair or passion this is going to be super intense there's Um, also the two planets two planets that are to do with money um in this kind of big companies big corporations yeah um so that's interesting as well i mean pluto is big 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 money it's um the you know the plutocrats plutocracy wealth it's Mm. great wealth wealth from underground 
Um, and Venus is just cash money more. It's like the, not just how to spend it, but it's, it's about, uh, but they're both about wealth. And here they are making this conjunction and she retreats after making, she gets to Pluto and then she turns backwards. I think that's very symbolic of, well, we'll see what it's symbolic of, but there's something happening there. If you have, I mean, if you have anything around 25 degrees of Capricorn, and that's Capricorns in particular, um, or cancer, for example, uh, then you're going to, this is a really, really interesting retrograde and not necessarily a bad one at all, by the way, um, especially for Capricorns. I mean, I know we probably mentioned Jeff Bezos on this before, but, you know, I can't help thinking of him and his vast quantities of wealth. Um, a Capricorn who's done very well, thank you very much, with the transit of Pluto through this sign. Um, but I think it's also interesting that this Venus retrograde goes back over all of those degrees that over the last decade have had this Pluto transit. Then they had the Saturn transit. So there's been a lot of harshness yeah. in these Capric in Capricorn, uh, wherever it falls in your chart, there may have, you may have struggled. Um, and this may have been exaggerated actually when Jupiter went through there. This is the place where, you know, th this is this, the stellium in Capricorn was the beginning of this pandemic, don't forget. And now Venus is coming along and she's going over this several times. She's not just skipping past like she normally does for th in three weeks, but, you know, hello, bye, la, la, la. She's actually taking the time to go and, uh, you know, do her Venusian thing, which is partly, you know, she is the peacemaker um, or the harmonizer. So there's some kind of reharmonizing that may need to happen in that Capricorn part of the sky. Um, and for example, like for cancers, that would be a partnership thing or for Aries that would be to do with your, you know, your public face mm. um, to, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Jeff Bezos has a kind of rebranding because <laughs> um, that would be a classic thing to do would be to be thinking about the rebranding while mm. Venus is retrograde, then launch the, the new brand yeah. uh, when Venus goes direct. Yeah. So really powerful, actually, for the cardinal signs, isn't it? I mean, you've yeah. mentioned Aries, Cancer, Capricorn, Libra as well. It's going to be about home, mm. um, home and family, actually, probably quite. Well, I mean, again, I, I, I'm thinking of Libras who I know exactly what that's going to be about. You know, it's going it's moving into Christmas without a member of their family. You know, how that Venus and Pluto, that brings real intensity to it. I think also what's interesting for me, you know, with, with the Venus retrograde phase, because I often feel, you know, it's when she moves, I think, from evening star to morning star, isn't it? So there's always this, you know, the planet is hidden from view. And Venus has been so bright, actually, in the night sky recently, yeah. really beautiful. So, again, the, the theme is Venus goes underground. You know, she's she's diving into Pluto's realm. She's going down there. What's she going to come out with? You know, there's hidden riches down there. There's sort of learning. There's um, she comes out renewed, refreshed. She comes out actually when Venus turns direct, January the 29th, 2022. Um, you know, she comes out more as kind of warrior woman, I always think. She goes in quite timid, but then gathers strength, gathers these riches, gathers these things she needs, and emerges. So, you know, take that into where you're heading. 
during the Venus retrograde phase? What do you need to find out? What are you wanting to go down deep and work on or look at or discover? Um, Quite an interesting retrograde phase, actually. I think it's a really interesting one. I think it's super important. I mean, you know, uh, the she's considered a planet of war in some cultures. Yes, right? she is. Yeah. Um, in Central America and uh, Mongolia, she's this is a planet of war. Um, I don't think it's a she particularly either. So, you know, there are, we get very fixated on these kind of, oh, Venus, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, isn't, it, isn't it lovely, you know? Uh, actually, sex and death, you know, do go hand in hand. Um so, yes, I mean, I think that the journey underground is really interesting. You know, this is part of so many cultural traditions, the idea that, that Venus goes underground. Um, and and also that this, while she's underground, there's a kind of harshness in the air because the sweetness is gone. Mm. You know, she's, mm. she's not being sweet. Mm. Um, yeah, I think for Aquarius, it's going to be quite interesting. Because mm-hmm. um, it's the most hidden sector of um, Aquarius horoscope. So, you know, sometimes this is the place where um, you find a secret enemy or someone working against you. So, you know, to be aware of that, what's going on behind the scenes for for Aquarius, um, particularly with Venus there, you know, it's who's the person who you may not be able to trust or you may not know what they're doing. Um, so I think that's quite interesting for Aquarius. Um you know um yeah it is interesting isn't it and for Sagittarius of course this is definitely could well be about money you know are you going to find that you actually have some money they didn't know about which would be really cool wouldn't it Uh, yeah yeah go go look in that attic that's the kind of you know for Sagittarius and possibly Gemini as well it's kind of you know it's the hidden hidden wealth or the hidden treasures literally um could come tumbling out during this period I find it quite interesting for Gemini as well um because it's sort of an eighth house thing isn't it mm-hmm. um so that's very and it actually fits the eighth house very well so this is uh you know house again it's it's a money thing but it's actually also about digging deep and mm-hmm. seeking you know looking into your own psyche am i looking yeah. at you? like it yeah i am aren't i i'm um, yeah. my head upside down yeah, no, that's, that's right. And I think also, you know, when while you were saying that, it's um, I mean, the other important planetary event on the 19th, the day that Venus turns retrograde is a full moon in Gemini. Yeah. So this is, you know, suddenly this this is quite it's interesting, isn't it? Because the full moon brings clarity. It's when, you know, the light that is at its fullest and often you see things or intuit things. And then Venus, you know, there's a shade or a shadow again with Venus turning retrograde. There may be a moment of clarity and then you decide to back off or you decide to retreat yourself. It may be that, you know, you need to be Venus and you need to retreat, not get involved or, you know, just wait, play a kind of waiting game. Um, so it's interesting astrology, the the two events linked together. Well, because of the way the retrograde works, you know, she's just gone beyond pluto and then she goes back over pluto immediately so she's actually kind of stationing pretty much on pluto for days yeah. um and that's about going deep psychologically uh, especially like i said for gemini i think that's really a key concept mm. um and also for libra you know this is about the family 
mm. you know, and maybe family secrets coming out. And that's the other thing that could happen for the Gemini and Libra and the Aquarius, especially. There's like some kind of secret stuff is revealed. Um, and it may be revealed in a way that's okay because it's Venus, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it may not sort of pop out at you like it's a horrible skeleton. Out of, it may sort of sidle out and, you know, something is it's like the the sand kind of washing away from something from the treasure box um Mm. yeah so i'm quite excited about this venus retrograde as usual i find these venus venusian things and of course it means that venus is currently out of bounds which i have on instagram that that what out of bounds means yeah i don't i mean I always, I always look at it and go, oh, it's an oop. <laughs> but um, planet out of bounds. Um, yeah, there's, there's, you're finding it quite interesting, aren't you, learning about these out of bounds planets? I mean, I don't use them at all in astrology. I like declinations. I mean, I think that it adds another dimension to your to astrology because we can tend to be like two-dimensional on the page. Hmm. And when you start thinking about declinations, which is how far the planets are up or down as well, then you add you have another dimension going on. And I think that's very interesting. Mm. Um, and you just have to look at who's got what out of bounds and you suddenly think, oh, okay, I get it. This is something that is like actually not playing by the rules, a planet that doesn't play by the rules. Yeah, um, yeah I did notice that I've got Mars out of bounds. Does that mean <laughs> very unruly? <laughs> Really, you're very independent. You know. yeah. You're a rebel. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, oh well, probably that makes sense. Yeah, my mom. I have a moon, moon out of bounds. Oh, so. do you? Oh, Christina, that's interesting. So I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have put you as a moon out of bounds. Aren't you meant to be sort of hedonistic and <laughs> sort uh-huh. of? Woo. Um, <laughs> you don't need to go into how that plays out. We don't need to um, <laughs> share that with everyone if you don't want no. to. I'll just share the placement. Moon out of bounds. Moon out of bounds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. It's moving like, swiftly on. Moving swiftly on. I think I'm not quite sure how we're doing on time. Uh, well, I think that we need to kind of wind wind up. We've got this. Uh, have, we, have we got one more lunation to look at? Well, we've got the Here's full on. moon, haven't we, on December the 19th, um, which is in Gemini, as mentioned. I think what's interesting about this full moon in particular is that it is sextile, ruled by Jupiter, and it's sextile to Jupiter and Aquarius. And of course, Jupiter is going to be leaving Aquarius at the end of December. So it is this, I think it's it's quite nice in a way. Jupiter's going out in style, um, you know, making a lovely aspect to the, the full moon, Jupiter celebration, freedom, uh, the good things in life. So I think it's important where wherever Jupiter's been in your chart, you know, how are you going to kind of mark it or honour it in some way? For Aquarius, maybe that's particularly important. Maybe it's a big celebration to, you know, to celebrate what's been going on while Jupiter's been in your star sign. Um, big party, throw a party on the full moon or something like that. Yeah, right. you, you yeah. often do get a gift, you know, with the Jupiter departure, the final mm farewell there's yeah. a little present left on the doorstep and i would think that it would might be very true for aquarians yeah um you know actually also capricorns you know literally maybe cash money yes 
again again well, yeah. we're just like Jesus. i know that's not the case for every capricorn out there but some have done well um, yeah uh, but it's nice isn't it that actually this jupiter makes these very nice final gestures as mm. it's leaving you know mm. on the 20th it makes that you know sextiles the uh full moon at sextile in the sun um and and actually trines is it trining Mercury? No, that's it's something else. Mercury as well, but that's earlier on the 11th. But yeah. because it makes nice, oh. nice aspects before leaving. Yeah. Um, and so the other important thing I think that we need to mention really is that this is the last gasp of this uh, Jupiter in Aquarius, which is particularly lucky for uh, Aquarius, hmm. but also for, you know, Gemini and Libra. This is a really, uh, it's a good transit. Um, you should celebrate it use it you know for um uh you know for gemini this may well have been some you know i can think of gemini's going to new school new university where who've had a wonderful time things have opened up Mm -hmm. um for you intellectually well you know this would be the time to get the prize or to Mm um uh yeah to as you say celebrate um, and Libra, you know, maybe you've been having a, a torrid affair. I don't know. Um, I hope so. Uh, but also, again, there's a sort of educational aspect to that for Libra. Yeah, I kind of, you know, I don't go to a show or yeah. go to the theatre as well or something, you know, go to something you've always wanted to see. Blimey, I mean, you know, live arts is fantastic. I hated not having live arts. So, I mean, that could be a celebration in itself. But yeah, definite that 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 is really a feel. I mean, it's whatever Jupiter's been boosting um in your life. Um, if a Taurus in your career sector. So, you know, that might be feeling really pleased and you know about what's been happening all this time Jupiter's been in Aquarius. Um, you might be free. You might be free from a job you hated or you know, moving into a new chapter. So yeah, so it, it it kind of feels quite nice, doesn't it? That that yeah. full moon. It's important for that. I mean, there is one other thing to mention, which is that square still between Saturn. The one unpleasant thing to mention which is the square is still ongoing between Saturn and Uranus, which is close enough all month, really, isn't it? Yes, it's um, exact again, really on the well, the t- Christmas Eve, I think it is, isn't it? It's yeah, but it's all it's all coming up. So there is yeah. tension between. Taurus and Saturn and um, Aquarius between Saturn and Uranus between freedom and and restriction and again it's about you know uh, you know maybe the Taurus maybe the Taurians in our lives are wanting to break free but they're Mm -hmm. somehow not able to yet well you will be you know I think next year looks better Mm -hmm. for this and it depends, I think, also where um, Uranus falls in, you know, a Taurus yeah. um, chart as well. I'm I thinking think. about a couple of Taurians. I'm thinking about my, my my brother, actually, who's been wanting to leave the country in which he lives, but has been unable to for the whole time of this mm. Saturn in Aquarius thing. And I think he'll be able to go next year. You know, he's doing it in April. Okay. Um but right now it's like it's, it's a sense of being anchored in by something you don't want to be anchored by. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a tough square. 
I mean, it's been a, you know, and it isn't going away completely in 2022. It's not exact, um, but they're still in square aspect a lot of the year. So, you know, and I think this is about society. It's about what's going on in society, the restrictions, the clashes with people who want freedom. I mean, that's going to continue. And we've seen a lot of the European countries are doing lockdown light and stuff, which, I mean, I, I think it's just a nice way of trying to put lockdown, isn't it? Lockdown light. Well, it's not as draconian I, as it was. But... I haven't been paying any attention. <laughs> let's, not go, let's not go there. Let's end on a Jupiter note. of Let's all have a lovely time on the run up to the end of the year and party and be hedonistic and have some fun. Yeah. And work hard until you can. <laughs> she says, talking to herself, really. But <laughs> maybe that resonates for other people, too. While Mars is in Scorpio, I've got my head down and I'm working. It's interesting, the timing on that. Um, I want to take a holiday after Mars moves into Sag. <sighs> well, that's not till the 13th. So you're going to have to get everything done before the 13th. Quite an ask, isn't it? I mean, there's so much to do. Oh, Sally. Oh, yes. Christina. Oh, Sally, we have to mention the important thing, which is that we're going to do a special podcast looking at 2022, the year ahead. And when are we putting that out? I think it's going to be a Christmas gift for everybody. Is it? Oh, my goodness. Okay. I better start working on that now. A Christmas gift. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be in this podcast format. So we're just we're going to be chatting about the big themes of the year ahead. Yeah. And we'll try and be pithy. I mean, we're not going to kind of ramble too much, right? We'll try and be pissy. Can we do that, Christina? <laughs> we can. We can. We'll have a list of things that we're going to definitely t- talk about. Yeah. Um, and the most important themes of 2022 and how that should affect each, uh, you know, the different signs, what, you know, what the important aspects are yeah. and what to think about. Um, so you can listen to it in chunks if you need to. Yeah. Okay. All righty. So I think that's it for this month, isn't it? It's been uh, great talking with you, Christina, and I hope that was interesting for everybody. And we'll see you next month. Take see care. You later. Bye. Bye.